Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Finningrad. I am your supreme leader, the one, the only, Fenrir765. I have taken over everything. I am now in charge of not only this podcast, but I am now in charge of TAG, and they have handed me the keys. So you guys are in for a wild ride for this next year, and I can't wait to see what happens. Oh, hey, Hop. Hey, Goo. How you doing? Hey there. Uh, no. Supreme leader. <laughs> no. You're, you're not going to uh, lick my boot heels and worship me? <laughs> no. <clears throat> ah, no, that dang was, it. That was, uh, Is that not how it works? I become no. counsel and I... Just, you have to get more Palpatine about it. You have to be go. I am the council, and like start <laughs> spewing force lightning and stuff, and pull out a red lightsaber. Oh, okay. Damn it! I screwed yeah. that one up. Yeah. You have, you have to consolidate though first. You have to get rid of the other two. Oh, I have right. to pull hybrid yeah. havoc. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting. I'm getting. Sort of. I know hybrid had nothing to do with that, but um, <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the Tagcast. This is uh, our seventh episode of this season, and we're happy to have you here. And as you can already tell, I am joined by Optimus, as well as former Tech Council member Primordial Goo. Uh, gentlemen, I hope you're doing well, and I hope everything's happy dory on the Cinco de Mayo for you. Dude, dude, check us out. It's Cinco de Mayo, it's Taco Tuesday, and it's Revenge of the Fifth. Bam. It's three days all in one. That's a good day. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. It's pretty awesome, except for the fact when you can't get your tacos or margarita, but that's a long story that I won't go into. <laughs> oh, damn you. Well, hey, my neighbor down the street has a R2-D2 um mailbox now for revenge of the sith i thought what i mean that's something that's will you take a picture of that goo if you get a chance i want to see what this thing looks like yeah i'll see if i can i mean they dressed it up you know it's that's pretty cool. awesome the one next to it is cookie monster but <laughs> okay goo we'll just we'll just sit right here while you go do that we'll <laughs> we'll just hold, put everybody on pause it's dark here they, they might not appreciate a light in the <laughs> just point my car at this <clears throat> Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing all right. Um, it's, you know, been kind of light on the news for the most part. Um, you know, I, I would say that, you know, not a lot's been happening, but Goo, has there been anything interesting in the world of gaming that you've followed or been curious about? Man, I used to love following game news. I don't anymore. So if it's not PUBG... Which has news, um, actually. We'll, we'll let you get to that when we get there. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't. I don't know much. I'm playing like years old games now. <clears throat> Understandable. I mean, I got really excited because they there was an announcement. Gearbox announced that they're in the process of taking one of their franchises, Brothers in Arms, and put adapting it to the TV as a TV show, which I think would be kind of cool. Um, very much probably would be very similar to Band of Brothers, but did either of you ever play the Brothers in Arms games? I did not. I heard they were good, but I never played them. That's a top-down strategy, right? 
It was kind of a mix with a first-person shooter and there was a little bit of top-down strategy type things where you can see the map and you can kind of point different parts of your, you know, platoon or attack force to different or squads to different areas to lay down covering fire so you can kind of flank the enemy. Um, all set in the World War II era, but it it was a really cool story because in the first game you followed uh, Sergeant Matthew Baker and he it was more about like his ability to handle the psychological effects of war and dealing with his squad mates dying and things like that and and whether he could lead them to their end objective which at this point in time I don't remember what it was but you know like every lead up between levels he was always like talking about like how much loss has happened and how he doesn't know if he can continue to lead his men through this but he's got to keep putting that brave face on because somebody's got to do it and it, it was kind of a really cool uh story in the end i really enjoyed it i i was hoping that gearbox would come back and make a new one and they've talked about it but they've never said that they officially will go through it but it was, it was a really cool game i don't know if it holds up but it'd be interesting to see if it if it still does i wish them better luck than the uh Halo creators making a TV show. I'll tell you that much. Oh, oh, <laughs> I well, pretty I mean, much put that on the I'll believe it when I see it file. <laughs> well, strangely enough, we got some news on another Gearbox. Oh, let's not <laughs> say we did. I, you, can, you can just stop right there. I don't even want to hear about it on the show. <laughs> okay. Well, just go to the Discord server, go to TVs, movies, and scroll up a little bit, and you'll see what Hop doesn't want to talk about. I'm going to um, put the puke icon on it right now. Um, yeah, so there's a, another thing that I thought was interesting. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was announced, and if you're a big Assassin's Creed person, you're probably excited for it because it deals with Vikings. Excuse me. But uh, they did a real, really weird way of announcing it. They used a oh god what's i'm drawing a blank on the guy's name but a uh really famous artist to he streamed himself on photoshop creating a painting to reveal that it was the vikings assassin's creed valhalla it was really strange he like started at like nine o'clock in the morning and just kept drawing until about seven o'clock in the evening when it was finished Um, bob ross what was it? <laughs> oh, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> no, it was Boss Logic, though. Ooh. Um, so it was just a really weird uh, thing. So it was, it was. I looked at it for like five minutes. I was like, I don't have time for this. So, and then the last big news I saw was Xbox 2020, which is their roadmap for the next few months on how they're going to release inform- any more information on games and. Uh, the Series X for the next uh, few months. And, you know, so go check that out. I know on the 7th we'll get a lot of a deep dive look through the inside Xbox on third-party games and see how those look and run. And then they said in July they're going to do a lot of first-party stuff. So I'm assuming that's going to be Halo Infinite and a handful of other things from their first-party studios. So 
kind of kind of an interesting time that we are in. Not a lot of news, but there are a lot of games coming out this month. Hop. There's so many games coming out. I mean, um, we've got. I'll, I'm gonna read through the list. I'm gonna. There's a couple I really want to talk about, but I'm gonna read through the the main list, and then I'm gonna highlight a couple just because they interest me more than others. Uh, let's see. We'll start from the top. Uh, someday will return PC release May 5th. Um, Signs of the Sojourner PC May 14th. Those who remain PC, PS4, Xbox May 15th. Hatsune Miku Project Diva Mega Mix Switch May 15th. The Wonderful 101 Remastered PC, PS4, and Switch May 19th. Crucible. It says Amazon FPS Shooter PC May 20th. I don't even know what that is. Man Eater. I think that's the game that Switch is all excited about. The shark game, right? <laughs> PC, yes. PS4, Xbox One, May 22nd. Saints Row the Third Remastered PC, PS4, Xbox One, May 22nd. Minecraft Dungeons. My kids have been talking about this. Um, I, I hope it comes out on iOS because that's what they play on. But right now there's not. But it Minecraft Dungeons PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And no, they're not going to play my Xbox. May 26th. <laughs> Ninjala Switch May 27th. Uh, For the Warp is a Steam Early Access title on the PC May 27th. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on the Switch May 29th. I think that hit the PS4 last year. Uh, XCOM 2 Collection for the Switch May 29th. The Switch gets their ports a little bit later. Oh, Borderlands Legendary Collection on Switch. This is interesting because they're getting... We got the Handsome Collection on PS4 and Xbox One that had the pre-sequel and Borderlands 2 with all the DLCs. This one has those plus Borderlands 1 Game of the Year edition. So you're getting everything but Borderlands 3 on the Switch. That's kind of tempting. You can take it anywhere you want and uh, loot. Um, Bioshock the Collection on Switch May 29th. And Fast and Furious Crossroads PC, PS4, and Xbox One May 29th. The two that I'm really excited about... um, one of these McSwitch turned me on to, which is a side-scrolling retro-style game called Hunt Down. It looks like a combination of the uh, old Amiga slash Genesis game Terminator and it's more like a sci-fi run-and-gun metal slug sort of thing. Uh, that comes out May 12th on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, we posted the trailer in the game news. It looked pretty cool. The other one, which Sithy, thank you, posted in game news today and had me really freaking out about is one that uh, I saw the PC review on it a year ago maybe not quite a year ago like nine months ago Ion Fury originally was going to be called Ion Maiden but they got um, threatened with a lawsuit (laughs) management of Iron Maiden because it sounded a little too similar Ion Fury is a game made by some of the guys that used to work for 3D Realms that created Duke Nukem and it's in the spirit of that on the original build engine but um, using newer assets on current. Uh, it's out on PC now, May 14th. It hits Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. And there's going to be a physical release that comes like two months later, like a collector's edition for those people that still buy physical games. Um, that game looks like a lot of fun. It's an old-style first-person shooter where it's not cinematic at all. You go on a level, you shoot bad guys, you find keys and secret passageways, and it takes you a lot longer to get through a level because nobody's holding your hand, and that's part of the fun of those kind of games. I'm excited for that one. Both of those 
two games come out, one before my birthday, day before, and one at the day after my birthday. So I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, we got some game updates. Uh, Apex Season 5 is coming this May. Um, they're going to new legend, Loba, and we got some season quests. It looks like it's going to be more fun for those people that love uh, Apex. Hunt for treasures and answers in the new quest. Those who compete the journey will be richly rewarded. I guess the new character is a thief. Um, so that could be pretty cool. It looks like they're upgrading the armor system a little bit. So hopefully that's good for people that love Apex. I kind of had a give and take with that game myself. Uh, Modern Warfare um, we got an update for that and there's some mystery cards. I don't know if anybody's figured out what those do yet. Um, nope. Still on no, Nobody knows, right. Um, the new the new playlists are cool and they've uh, they actually added I think because they had so many server issues this weekend, they're expanding the double battle pass weapon and player XP through the 8th. So that's pretty cool. And one more is we're finally getting the update for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night that lets you play as Angetsu, uh, who's an additional character, and a randomizer mode, which is kind of like a speedrun, kind of a one-life speedrun mode. Those come out May 7th. Um, so, I was just excited to talk about all that stuff. Do you speedrun hop? No, no. I'm I'm excited about the Zengetsu. That's all I wanted. He's the um, he's one of the characters you run into in the Early. game. Yeah. And so he was playable in the semi prequel Curse of the Moon, which originally was supposed to be canon, and then they changed it to where it's not canon. It's like a side story all its own, but. So now they've made him a playable character in the uh, Ritual of the Night, which is the spiritual sequel to Castlevania Symphony of the Night by Koji Garashi. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't do speedruns. Goo, have you ever do speedruns? I mean, I've tried, but the problem is I'm really terrible. So, <laughs> like a speedrun for a normal good player would be like 10 minutes on something, right? And then for me, it would be like... It's Four hours. On the no game, one wants to right? watch that YouTube video. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Like this dude's died forty times. Right. This isn't very fast. Well, I mean, you did that speed run challenge back at the beginning of the year with that Lonely Mountains downhill. That's true. That was that was a lot of fun, but I mean it's I don't really that game is about time rather than like say Dark Souls beating that in thirty four minutes, like Sorry, I'm not going to do yeah, that. No. And the people that sit there, like, some of those videos where they, like, glitch out through a wall and then run across empty space for 25 minutes until they get to, like, wherever the final boss is at, that's... Why do you have time it's, to figure that out? Like, congrats, you beat it in 30 seconds, but how many hours did it take you to find that? <laughs> yeah. Weeks. It's people that are really good at, like, pattern memorization and, you know, they have that really memory that just remembers all the doors, jumps, explosions, whatever's going on in that. Yeah, that's crazy. I did watch the speed run on the guy who beat Outer Worlds in like 12 minutes or something. Oh, that was crazy. 
Yeah. But I mean, he didn't glitch anything. Like he legitimately beat it in a way that you can beat the game. And it was funny, like, because I watched it with the developer commentary on it, and they were just like, "Holy crap, we didn't even think about that." <laughs> so like he, I mean, he beat it in a legit way. It wasn't something that was you know a glitch or some kind of broken tree that he could get through like it was a legit ending that met the requirements and everything but it was kind of cool watching that happen and seeing the developers react to it was kind of an interesting thing which i think is becoming a bigger thing developers reacting to speed runs which is a cool i would assume it's kind of fun for them right like not necessarily that the game got broken, but just to see how it was played differently than you were expecting. True. Um, yeah. Uh, so Hop, there was one more update, and I think we should let Goo talk about it because it affects him greatly. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, exactly. He is the one to talk about that update. The Minecraft dungeons? No, I'm just kidding. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the Minecraft, um, the Minecraft Dead Meat Save Your Dong update. Wait, no, no, that's a different episode. <laughs> Tune in next week for <laughs> Tag Gone Wild. I, I assume you're talking about PUBG. Yes. Player Unknown Battlegrounds update. They added bots. Uh, and I've heard. I mean, I, I, well, I haven't heard, but I, I did read from a certain. Uh, person in our tag group they were not all too happy with these bots at all they were actually very quite grouchy about the whole affair that that was probably me i'm I'm assuming there was a couple others i believe in fact trixie not well no 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 you you you, yeah (laughs) trixie was the one that was really like i was like whoa i'm I'm, kind of with her i mean it was just a bad choice. It was ill-advised choice, and there's a couple of things I've heard as to why they did it. Their stated reason was to try and help new players, right? Let's sure. add these bots. Let's give Shouldn't them a chance. Shouldn't they have like a separate lobby for that though? Because PUBG is freaking hard, right? Like if you've mm-hmm. never played it before, you you don't know if you're tapping a button, holding a button, double tapping a button, you know whatever it is. They all do vastly different things it depends on what menu you're in there's no aim assist if you came from halo there's you're dropped into this if you're a console player it's hard but it's still a bad choice because we all learned it right for those that have played it and when you get to the end of the match what have you actually accomplished your heart's not throbbing you didn't actually kill anybody you killed some bots that aren't smart enough to stay inside the wall like, do you know they're legit bots? Like, does it like a name come out like in a way that's like Steve? Yeah, yeah. They they um they have underscores in their names. Most of them. And they're kind of short. Uh, well, I say most of them. I think all of them have underscores in their names. So you can just watch them die. But you could tell that they're bots. Like they just kind of run back and forth. They're not intelligent or scripted in any way. They're they're just idiots that run around and shoot at you because they know where you are and give away your location <laughs> and it's awful that sucks. and they did that, that. Sucks. the rumor is they did that as a contract with google for stadia players yeah and because the lag is so bad probably nobody could play each other <laughs> i figure yeah and so they implement this and affect all 
platforms for the 10 people that are going to play from Stadia. I don't know. It's just, it's even worse when you hear that. It's like, come on. What what were you guys thinking? So they, they, they were begging people to keep playing it so they can collect data because apparently the data they had uh, is all trash. So they're, they're asking people, please keep playing it so we can collect new data and dial this in the way it's supposed to be. We'll see. Well, unless they make the bots either better, like an actual challenge, if you will, but not like where they're wrecking people all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they're going to find a balance that's going to work when it comes to a bot. The, yeah, so. not in PUBG. It's not a good game for bots. Like, it's just too open. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of the reason I love that game because there's so much strategy. Like, you can choose a hundred different options as to how you want to approach a situation, but a bot's not going to. So you've outsmarted nothing when you kill it. <laughs> but it did give away your position to everybody else. Fair <clears throat> you enough. You had 30 people in your match. So that's the other thing. 60 to 80 bots are showing up in a match, um, in a 100-person match, I guess. I should have started with that. So that's what's making everybody so upset. It's not like 5 or 10 bots filling in slots. It's 60 to 80 in every game. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Like, So there's, in essence, like two or three games running at a time with only 20 to 40 people, real people playing, which you could put those people together probably in a lobby to play each other to have maybe 80 people, maybe 20 bots and not make it as painful. Yeah, I mean, I think PUBG has kept its population pretty well, on considering the way console crowds normally are, and how old the game is. So I think in North America, you're pretty good. This is a good region to be playing in. You can you can play with 100 people easy. You find a match right away. Um, but there are there are regions, I wonder, where this, this might help. If they want to play PUBG, they're probably struggling over in Australia. You know, not everybody has an Xbox, and if you do they live pretty far away from you. So, um, but I don't think they're going to survive in that, in that way because it's just not fun shooting these bots. <laughs> it's not playing campaign on Halo, that's for sure. Are they super easy to kill? Oh yeah, they're dumb. Like, they'll shoot at you and then they run back and forth like a chicken oh. with his head cut off. And then they'll turn and shoot at you some more. Like, I watched one guy, he's, he got behind a rock, and the bot got up on the other side of the rock and just stood there. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude takes his beer and takes a big old swig of it and sets it back down. And he's like, and he just stares at his screen and waits, like crosses his arms. The, the bot doesn't even move. What the heck? <clears throat> oh, so, man. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. Well, do you know what bots probably could do, but we don't want them to do? because they don't have money, which is go to Amazon.com and use our Discord <laughs> affiliate links to buy things. It'd be nice if they could, because they just buy stuff with their own yeah, weird true. bot money and give us money through the affiliate link. We are supported at TAG through our affiliate program with Amazon, and you can go to uh, the Discord server, post any link from Amazon into the Discord, and a bot named the Philly Bot created by our one and only hybrid havoc we'll chew that link up but the overlord (laughs) yes overlord of the first 
um hybrid havoc he will uh yeah anyways i lost my train of thought there thanks pop <laughs> i was just on a roll you were talking about the affiliate bot and it will spit out a link yeah so it'll chew up the link spit it back out and you click that link and we'll, and you can buy that item and tag will get a kickback and it helps keep the lights on and tag for our website and the show as well as many other things that we have going on and maybe we might have some more community challenges this uh year uh, where we can win out, send out prizes to people who win those challenges. Uh, I don't have a community question this time around from anybody that listens to the show. So if you do listen to the show, please write in. You can send me a DM with a question to ask Hop as well as any guest host that we have on. But I do have a question for you guys. Um, this is kind of a random question. And I often ask this to people. But you're at home. And you sit down on the couch and you turn your TV on. And this is kind of going back to the days of everybody having cable all the time. And it's on a channel. And on that channel is a movie playing. And you go, hmm, I'm going to sit down and watch the rest of this movie. And you don't decide to change it. What movie's playing for you? Oh, like like if it's on TV, even with crappy commercials, you'll yep. end up sitting and watching the movie. I got a whole bunch of those. but Okay, give me two or three. I can, can tell give, you the uh, last one I watched all right. was Hitch. <laughs> like you, Not because I really like, wanted wanna... to, but that's what okay. was on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is there like a movie that like if you just turn the TV on and that happens to be playing, you're like, I'm not going to change the channel. I'm going to really, I'm going to sit down and watch this. Like, I will give you one of mine. It's Armageddon with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, in case you didn't know. Um. All right. Office, office space. Okay. Except that on TV, it's kind of sucks because it's censored. But <laughs> I can watch that movie a True. million times. It's still freaking hilarious. Um, any of the original Star Wars or Indiana Jones movies? I've I've done it. And sometimes those like are back to back too. Oh yeah, like TBS used to do those marathons. Yeah. I'd probably watch something like Dodgeball. That's a, that's a good movie. Yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't say. flip it away from Dodgeball. No, it's too funny. Comedies, yeah, comedies. Well, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I will keep it on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Shout out to Stud Knuckle. Boom. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you a second one for me, and that's Independence Day. You like those big spectacle summer movies? I'm picking up a trend here. <laughs> you won't guess what my third one is. I guarantee it. I, I'm not even going to try. Well, it, it's Con Air. <laughs> went I don't know. You, 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 went, you went straight past That's, 11 and went right to Nicolas Cage. I, I was know. about to say, anything <laughs> Nicolas Cage, I probably wouldn't turn off. Like, Face Off, I would leave that I on. Know. Like, I, Con Air, for some reason, him and his like terrible Boy. accent. <laughs> Put the body down. Like Predator Two, I would probably leave that on. Oh, TV. Predator Two is awesome, dude. <laughs> I don't understand why that movie got so much hate. Like, I thought Predator Two is great. You know what else is really, really good, and not a lot of people have seen is Predators. That movie was great. I don't is recall that, if I've seen. Like it. a group of people got dropped on their planet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did so see it's, that. It's spirit. I mean, it lines up spiritually with Predator One and Two. I have not seen the. 
pseudo, I guess it's not quite a remake, but sort of a soft reboot Predator that Shane Black oh, yeah. did. Um, I've heard also, it's good. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews. I have not watched it yet myself to uh, give myself an opinion, so I can't comment either way. I mean, Alien vs. Predator was a lot of fun. So was the second yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't like those movies. They, they messed up too much of my mythos for me to it was get weird. behind. Yeah, they... they Let's not, let's not, let's not, because I will go off on that for a while. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, my, my, a lot of my movies are those action, pop, summer popcorn flicks. For John, some I could watch, if, if John Wick 1, 2, or 3 were on TV, I would watch those. But <laughs> I just don't really watch live TV, so I'll no, just I throw them in my Blu-ray player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I once made a, a rule for my wife. I'd catch her watching movies that we own on disc, you know. Oh, yeah. It, y- years ago, back when... I had current discs and I'd be like, you can't watch this. You got to turn this off. <laughs> she never obeyed that rule. I don't know why. I mean, you're wasting like another hour and a half of your life with commercials. Come on. Yeah. Or you're yeah. missing the best parts of the show because they cut it out. That too. Well, anyways, I, I figured that was just an interesting aside. I, you know, it's always entertaining to catch what people enjoy outside of kind of video games and, and getting the feedback on that. And I, I'd be curious to hear what some of our listeners think of Hell on yeah. TV. Like they, when they turn it on, they're like, Oh, I got to watch the rest of this movie. You know, even though it's like two thirds of the way through, you're like, I'm going to finish it because I love this movie. Um, but also I could use some more community questions, just random questions about life or video games or whatever you want to ask. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about our playlist. What have you been playing Primordial Goo? Well, we talked a little bit about PUBG. <sighs> pretty much every night uh, I play PUBG. Well, I say pretty much every night. Most nights I play PUBG. Uh, we don't have to get into that. But I love it. I continue to love it. I hope they fix the bot thing so I can continue to love it some more. But <laughs> um, what about beyond the that, crashes? Are the crashes fixed? For now, you know again. what's what's weird about that? I my Xbox, my setup, whatever I got going on, it doesn't crash. It hasn't for several updates. But well, I know a lot good. of people that do, so I don't know what the deal is there. That's good. It might be their external hard drive, whatever. Like I have Could an external be. as well, but maybe the brand or right. something driver. Anyway, so mine doesn't crash. I probably love it more than other people because I have a stable copy and others don't. I don't know. <laughs> you downloaded it at the right time. Just at the right time, and I don't, I don't touch it. Just leave it. Um, I play. I have put a lot of hours. Actually, I was looking at it last night. What was my save time? Fifty hours plus now on Final Fantasy Fifteen, Royal Edition on Game Pass. <clears throat> and I've liked it. I, I've always enjoyed Final Fantasy in the past. Growing up, I played them all. Um, I kind of fizzled out on more recent ones. I mean, I played the major titles. Um, I haven't played the MMOs. I played the first MMO, not the second one. Um, but they just, they haven't sung to me like they used to in the past. But this one's good. I've enjoyed it. Uh, it the system is good. Everything's uh, kind of fun about it. I've I've collected frogs. I've looked at the scenery as they drive. There's some weird design choices in that. Um but, uh, you know, the story's been pretty good, and it's fun. Um, and I guess this isn't a video game, but I put this on here. 
I have made my first foray into tabletop D&D uh, the last couple weeks. Actually, well, it's not tabletop because we're in quarantine. It's on Roll20 online right. with a few friends. <laughs> virtual, virtual tabletop. And, and So my first time. I'm, I'm closer to 40 than I am 35, but um, I figure why not? I, I've never thought I was too good for D&D, but I just never thought I had a really good opportunity to play it. I've had a friend that's been asking me for a long time. It wasn't high on the priority list. Right. Now we're in quarantine. I can't leave the house. So, <laughs> And it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. We, we haven't got very far, but I've had a good time. I've always wanted to try. I've never had the opportunity myself. But yeah, I, I love it myself. I have not. Our group, I used to play with a regular group that included ZLQ here in uh, Tucson and... We haven't played regularly in almost like two years. It kind of sucks. Like people's schedules, and I think a couple people were just totally burned out, like burned out. So, <laughs> kind of fell apart. And yeah, I love it though. I would, I'd love to get some, some tabletop going again, even your, if it was virtually. Do you have like a go-to character? Uh, I will generally play more of a fighter, barbarian type character. Um, than anything else just because I like to get into the mix um, or maybe like a thief or something like I don't do magic characters I don't really like to do I don't like so <laughs> and this is going to kind of all come back to like I don't like heavy item management or spell <laughs> management yep. or crafting I like to just I, I kind of like so <laughs> when I play d and I end up being the carousing fighter where I go out to the Whorehouses and you know have fun and fight <laughs> monsters and yeah that's kind of what I do when I play um, get into trouble get into debauchery. I I picked a um a druid dwarf, um, and I don't that's, regret it, but I do see what you mean by like there's a lot of management to this where a, a fighter would just pick up an axe and like chop someone's head off I think. Well and they yeah there's advantages they have in combat too the other characters don't have and that's true. Know. I've tried I tried to do uh I've the cleric I've managed to do because a cleric is basically a fighter that can't use a bladed weapon and has some magic that's kind of useful like turning the undead and healing other players so they're more like kind of like a holy warrior type thing so they're not too bad I've played a couple of them but I tried playing a wizard once, and he's like a glass cannon. He can be really powerful, but at low, when you're like level one to five, you basically just die if anybody sneezes <laughs> on you. So, <laughs> and if your party is also not, if you don't have a good balanced party, and there's not some other fighters to protect you, like say your party is a wizard, a thief, a druid, and like uh, a halfling or something, you're probably in trouble. Yeah, yeah. There's no one that can take a hit there. Yeah. But the game, but but I've seen people that play those characters amazingly, and I'm like, wow, I could never do that that good. You like, it's just fun. It's crazy. I would also say, um, I guess, because it was recent enough, we had our community challenge with um, Lonely Mountain downhill. I played that game. Oh yeah, a lot I, of people were playing that. I didn't consider myself a competitor in that because um, I was running the competition, but. Uh, I went ahead and played it to the point I wanted to. Like, I unlocked all the trails, and I completed... What did I, no, I unlocked all the bikes. That's what I was after. Which 
in turn means you've played through all the trails and did you know pretty good times and stuff. It was fun. Kind it of is a, a really cool game. Pick up and play. It, it definitely like breaks your brain at times with <laughs> handling the camera and the the turning of the wheels. Yeah, you gotta have to have that um, all old RC Pro brain going. Mm-hmm. Oh, RC Pro, I would love that game. <laughs> I don't know why I never. I just um, I did, I forgot to install that, and I never played it with you guys. I was I was distracted probably by Modern Warfare Warzone <laughs> to even try it. It was good. You missed out. It was. Uh, and who won that? Wasn't that Audible that won at that time? Audible Silence won that with a with a really solid time. I I actually, if I put my own time in, not to brag, could have got second <laughs> but nice. he, he came in with a uh i forget what it was it was at least 10 seconds ahead of second place there uh b daddy with a runner-up and uh but we we had a good time yeah it was definitely a lot of fun hop what's been uh blowing smoke up your skirt uh still playing lots of modern warfare pvp and warzone uh played the borderlands 3 um, new Cartels event, which is super 80s, very Scarface slash Grand Theft Auto Vice Cities inspired um, with the run the Cartels and the uh, the new Mayhem mode. It's awesome. It's, it was a little glitchy the first couple of days, but I think they sorted that out. There was a lot of crashing and shenanigans, uh, but I think it's better now. Um, Streets of Rage 4 came out. I love it. It's lots of fun. It's everything that if you're a fan of the series, especially if you love Streets of Rage 2, this is the game you've been waiting for. I hope that we can uh, get a lot deeper into that on our next episode and we have a certain East Coast buddy on here to talk about it. And then um, I got my PC Engine Core Graphics Mini, like what, two weeks ago? i just gotten it before we recorded that last podcast I think and I've been putting it through its paces and it's an amazing little device I had a I had a turbo graphics and then later I sold that and when I was like a junior in high school I ordered directly from um NEC America kind of threw in the towel and they sold the rights to a company called or they formed a new company called Turbo Direct and they rebranded the Turbo Graphics and sold it as the Turbo Duo, and it had the CD-ROM and everything built into it. So I bought one of those my junior year in high school, and I loved that machine. And when I was in my early 20s, I think I sold it to buy either a Neo Geo or maybe my Japanese Dreamcast, somewhere around there. But I loved that machine. I had a ton of great games. I I had the original, you know, disc of Dracula X and Lords of Thunder and all these great games but most of those games that I loved are on this PC Engine Core Graphics Mini and um, it's a hundred bucks I ordered it from Amazon Japan I got it in like four days there was like ten dollars shipping so it's about the same as if you wait the US release was supposed to be March but it's been it's got a delay of December listed which is just like a Amazon placeholder date probably after this whole COVID-19 is over you'll see a real date for it but anyway the reason I went with the Japanese, it's actually the European, it's going to be the European variant, um, 
is it's the size of the Japanese mini console but with the games that are included on the American console there's a few games that are only on the Japanese PC Engine Mini which is white and then the Core Graphics Mini and the Turbo Mini have the same games all these versions have like 25 26 games that were English releases and then another 20 to 30 that are Japanese release only games um, all of them are playable you don't you're not locked region locked out some of the Japanese RPGs you're probably not gonna be able to play unless you can read Japanese like for example this has the uh, Hideo Kojima like cyberpunk graphic novel adventure game Snatcher which we did get in the US on the Sega CD translated but on the PC Engine in Japan it only ever came out in Japan we didn't get a US release now I'm sure when the guys that hack these mini systems hack this will be able to install a ROM hacked version of that with the English so but what I've been playing mostly on it is Castlevania Dracula X which is the long lost Castlevania which you can get on PlayStation 4 as part of the um, one of the exclusive PlayStation Castlevania collections uh, Lords of Thunder which is a frantic shoot em up with heavy metal music Spriggan which is like the spiritual precursor to Musha which is one of my favorite Sega Genesis shoot em ups and then Blazing Lasers made by the same people that made Spriggan and Musha and that's like the granddaddy of ver uh, vertical shoot em ups in the 16-bit era so yeah that's uh, that's my my playlist lately yeah I uh I really haven't been playing a lot of new stuff since the last time we talked. I did beat Gato Roboto, which was a lot of fun, uh, but still a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Streets of Rage 4 as well, and The Surge 2. I'm really enjoying that. I'm having a lot of fun diving oh, into that. I've she gotten changing the schedule. I've, I've gotten a lot further into it. Um, it's great. but And then... Uh, I've played a couple more rounds of vamps with the uh, the old the OG tag crew. Um, it's been it's been cool though uh, having watching them kind of chat, but also playing that uh, I don't even know what to call that uh, tech space role survival play game survival yeah. game yeah. something kind of I don't know mafia game right like you yeah. can play with cards yeah yeah mafia town of Salem you know whatever but it's been fun um but yeah it's been going on for a few weeks now i wonder how they kind of burnt the candle really quick on that one and they've been taking a little bit more breaks between games which is interesting i haven't played the last two games i think now mainly because of some new responsibilities i'm learning <laughs> but uh your overlord responsibilities yes ruling all these subjects it takes at a lot more time. At least you're taking it more serious than the last bunch, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you guys voted me in. I don't want to. I don't want to let you guys down. Like, <laughs> I just don't want it to happen. Um, but yeah, and then you know, as we are learning as the new council, as another update to our community, we do have a new council. Uh, there's three new members running the show. That's myself as the tech admin. Uh, we have Dead Meat, who's our like lead moderator and wields the banhammer now, and Boom. Laziest Ninja, who will be our member coordinator and community pers events person. So, uh, we are really excited to be taking on this mantle of responsibility. So we'll. 
hopefully we can make everybody proud and do a good job this next year for council and keep leading tag forward, I guess. But, uh, hop Thursday nights. What's going on? Thursday night is game night. And let's see for the month of May, uh, May 7th is halo. I believe Anthem said Anthem's kind of the guy that runs halo night. Um, we're looking at halo five this Thursday, May 14th. I just, Check the Discord. Fireman just updated the schedule. That's what my little rambling was about a second ago. Um, May 14th, World War Z is on the schedule. That's exciting. We were just talking about that today. Well, May 21st is Halo Night again, and, and usually we alternate between Halo 5 and Halo Master Chief Collection, so I'm going to guess May 21st will be Master Chief Collection. And May 28th will be Forza Horizon 4. Uh schedule subject to change please check the xbox game night channel on the tag discord add yourself to the xbox game night role so you can be pinged and notified when the games go live fireman batista would appreciate that very much as much as we appreciate him what else is going on in tag fan um and then we have a book club uh we haven't selected a book for the month of may yet but that should be getting rolling soon uh if you want to join the book club just go to the rolls room and type in dot im space book space club and you will have that role and you can access the book club room and chat about whatever book is selected uh usually from what i understand it's a community driven list that uh, a person gets selected out of that group, and then they get to pick the book that everybody reads that month. So a lot of science fiction and uh, fantasy novels tend to circulate, but I don't see why you can't throw a wrench in that and get somebody to read something with a little bit more love and tears. Word. All right. So um, this, this week's deep dive uh, is... Maybe it's something that can be a little bit more enlightening for me as I am newly newly find myself in this role of counsel, and it's about gaming communities. I know we talked about this a year, uh, maybe a year ago or whenever we first started the show, but Goo, you're you're the one of the you're the last member of the last council to actually come on the show, um, and you've done a you did a fantastic job leading the show uh last year this last year with the council um when you look at gaming communities what do you kind of see as a benefit or what you enjoy or look for in them you know of course you find them in all shapes um but I, I kind of look for not to be all sappy but i kind of look for what we find in here in tag right like we're kind of a no drama that's what we aim for group that just wants to have fun um i i appreciate that we're an, an adult community i guess any community that i was in wouldn't have to necessarily be adult but it just makes things so much easier <laughs> when you know you're dealing with other adults or can expect to be at least um and uh for me, I I just I like getting involved. I like to see other people involved, um, and just kind of find that camaraderie, you know. And I I'm, I tend to be the guy that keeps a lot of people on my friends list, even though I haven't played with them in forever. Because I feel like uh, there's going to be that one game that we both end up playing again, so I can just send them a hit, you know, hit them up, 
invite them over to play. And I think when you're in a community, you can do that sort of thing still. Uh, you know, beyond your Xbox friends list, you can uh, you can find someone and, and hit them up and play. Someone you might know and have never played with, they'll get a game and, and you can just find out how you guys mesh on a microphone, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a place like a a water hole you know in a way like where we all come here we can um water cooler water cooler <laughs> yes it is a water cooler that we can all come together and chat see what's going on in the world and then eventually run around and you know shoot bad guys or you know save the world from i don't know some alien species or that's taking it over build giant blocky bushes <laughs> with taller appendages sticking out of them that, yes. that is true too we can do that as a group we might have once we, we definitely have done that times. I don't know if there's any other group in this in the world that has done this probably not to the <laughs> scale at which... no no and not to the artistic talent that Ash was able to pull off. I mean, Ash can really put a lot of detail into those features, I noticed. <laughs> she it, gets the color just right. Wow. Oh. I mean, it's it's a very... It's yeah. It's, it's a very specific skill. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm curious to jump back in that realm, see what's going on there, uh, see if any tumbleweeds have taken it over. Uh, but yeah, no, anyways, I think that this community is a really cool place. We, we definitely get a chance to chat and get together. I think the biggest thing is with our community, I like just the, the chill, relaxed kind of laid back nature that it is that you can come in there, you can participate and you get what you put into it. I mean, I really do believe that like, Mm -hmm. You know, if you come in and you don't say anything, then you're not going to get anything out of it. But if you come in and you join in, you talk and you engage with people, then you're going to create some good connections and, and be able to enjoy some time with other people, which I think is cool. I also like how, you know, no one's mandating you to go recruit 10 more people to come join <laughs> this community. Right. It's not a pyramid scheme. Yeah. You know, and then they go get 10 more people. And then next, you know, we have a billion people and no one can have any kind of interaction with each other. Sorry, I'm being distracted. My wife is drawing air pyramids for me. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I think it's cool. I think we have a great community. Um, Hop? Well, I just, yeah, I mean, uh, so I've been in a number of communities uh, first on PC when I was heavily into PC gaming in the late 90s, early 2000s, and then the original Xbox came out, and I slowly stopped upgrading my PC and got more. When Xbox Live came out, that was pretty much the nail in the coffin for online gaming for me on the PC. I was tired of the cheaters, I was tired of the aimbots. Um, Mech Assault came out, and I was like, this game is the bomb. Um, 
and then Halo 2 came out, uh, and Rainbow Six, and all these other great games. And I went looking for a game community, and back then there was this wee awesome website named Team Xbox, and I know B Daddy used to be on there. That's actually I think where I first met B Daddy, some other guys. And uh, there was a guy on Team Xbox that started a group called XMG, and they were called Xbox Mature Gamers. You had to be 21, and you just had to be an adult, and you had to not be like annoying. <laughs> and and uh, it was the same thing. They, you know, people would get together, to trade gamer tags, and play. And we would play Halo, Project Gotham Racing 2, just hang out. And then um, something happened over the years where they let the forums kind of die, like way before we did. They let their forums die. Like nobody's going to the forums. Everybody was using Twitter or something. I don't know how that started. <laughs> I was like, I don't even use Twitter. This is annoying. Um, and I went looking for another community, and then that community was sort of the same sort of thing. It wasn't working out. And another member that actually was in both communities with me, a fellow fellow tagger, Rockin' Yankee, he said, hey, man, there's these guys that play Halo every Thursday. You should come hang out. And this was during right when Halo 4 came out. I was like, okay. And I joined up, and that's how I found Tag. And I signed up the next day because I had so much fun at Halo Night with everybody. Um even though Annihilator blew my head off like a 500 <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, it was That's a funny, good time. And, and and I like Tag and I got to be part of the leadership like you're doing. And I was one of the ones that kind of pushed us to abandon the form only because at the time nobody was using it. It was dying and Discord was catching on as the medium of choice for community interaction. And, and uh, we decided to move forward with a more simpler front page design on a website that would lead people to our discord community and uh, i'm proud of that and i think it's actually made tag better there are certain advantages to the forms i won't deny that but we were paying a bunch of money for nobody to use them like nobody used yeah. the forms now i know hustler's probably going i still use the form <laughs> yeah he wasn't even using the forms when it finally was just like ghost town in there um, yeah we that's had like, maybe for. two posts a day after yeah a while. it was really <laughs> slow yeah um, so I'm like, you, I, funny I'm just looking for people to meet up and game with. I'm not, I'm past any sort of competitive gaming. Not that, not that there's anything wrong with that, to quote Seinfeld. But that's just not what I'm looking for with this group or any gaming group, really. Um, you mentioned Annihilator Method, and that's actually who put me on to tag for Halo Knight. Because um, I used to be part of a community with him. Um, and loosely affiliated to another one, also with him. Uh, th they were a little more competitive, and we had a good time. We weren't trying to be like the best in the world. We didn't. We weren't drill sergeants about it, but we tried to play competitively, like and do well. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I think we also stayed away from a lot of drama those groups can get into, and that that seems to be what can really right. destroy a group, right? Like if you just if you can't let something go or you can't just decide that i'm here to have fun you're going to destroy your community um or you you we've had some people and it's like you just if there are people that are causing problems that's what the council is supposed to help us with and mm -hmm. hopefully they do their job yeah i'm gonna let them wreak havoc i mean we did <laughs> give the band hammer to dead meat so we might regret that decision um Hopefully I live long enough to, to be here with you guys again. Well, he hasn't banned Ubo yet, so... Oh, well, he's slacking. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's... 
I think it's just awesome that, you know, we all kind of have our, like, oh, this, this one guy brought me over to tag and mine's, you know, I was in a, another discord just kind of trying to make my bones in there. I felt like trying to get my voice heard and try to engage with people and nothing was happening. And I happened to jump into some Vermintide too with uh, Mellified randomly and he was like yeah it, it's really hard to kind of get people to play games together from the server but there's this group of people over here that they do a pretty good job of including people and next thing you know, I get an invite to the adultgamer.com discord server and get in there and what's the first thing I see Halo night on Thursday nights <laughs> right yeah. see so you know and that's and I knew I was home um but it, it was, it's just interesting how we all kind of get our own ways there. But like, I think the biggest thing is we're so busy with our lives. You know, I have a two-year-old. I know, Goo, you have a young one as well and, and a couple other kids. three young ones. Yeah. Five, three, and one. Okay. And Hop, you got a... Two. Yeah, two. I got a six and an almost nine-year-old. And at this stage in our lives, like, we're both like, Okay, we're busy enough with our kids, but it's only going to get busier the older they get. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not looking for that stress and of, oh, shoot, I got to be here at this practice or scrimmage for God knows what reason for the 15th loss in a match that we're never going to win at a championship with. But, uh, you know, we're just looking for people like, hey, it's 10 o'clock at night. I can finally get on. Oh, hey, there's Hop playing this or there's, you know. And there's I, the games that people are always, you know, like I know if I ever want to play PUBG that I can find Goo or Hybrid or any of those guys that play. And like, you know, I go through seasons of games like right now it's Modern Warfare because there's a bunch of us playing. So we're all kind of playing that. And then, you know, when Halo Infinite comes out, that's. We all know where the hardcore Halo fans are going to be. I'm sure I'll put PUBG down for Halo Infinite. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. We'll just, um, but we all know we're like, oh, hey, we're or like, I know if I want to do some racing games, there's a few people that like to play fours that I can ping on the Discord and be like, hey, anybody want to jump in Horizon? Or, you know, people have their, we're talking about bringing back World War Z. I love that game. So if people want to play it, we can ping each other. That was one of the other attractive features about moving tag to the discord is that we could ping each other off offline to be like hey i'm gonna get on and play this at this time or i'm on right now if you're not busy i thought that was a great thing that we implemented yeah i mean i mean it's all good stuff but you know i i think it's just a unique thing so one of the things i'm i'm gonna just to put a pin in this conversation is just you know as council like I know that we always are looking for ideas and, you know, don't hesitate to reach out if you have an idea and let us know like what your idea is and, you know, how you can execute that. And we'll, we'll see what we can do to support you with that and going forward. But we really want to, to make this community the best it can be and keep it going the way it is, if not better. So, um, I know that there's big shoes to fill, uh, from many of the councils of past. Um, but it's, hopefully we can maintain and keep it going and I don't accidentally delete the server. Um, Cause that would be bad. Hey, 15 years is a good run. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think my Xbox list would would dwindle really fast as <laughs> that happens. Um, but uh, you know, I I do appreciate you know everything that has been led before me, and I and I hope I we, not just me, but we can continue to lead this uh, group of people in the right way. But uh, you know, gaming communities are fun, so. If you uh, want to join the show, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm Fenrir765. I would love to have you on. Uh, we do try to do two shows a month, um, and we'll try to fit you in uh, at your at a time that works for you. Uh, so I'm here for you. Also, I'll take any community questions so we, we can ask our hosts and get some ideas about who they are and what they like. Um, but again, I'm Fenrir765. You can find me on Xbox Live and the tag discord server uh which you can reach through the adultgamer.com uh gentlemen go ahead and say your goodbyes and oh hop you should plug something yeah you just did something fun that wasn't related to video games that recorded your sweet tones (laughs) oh they uh i was on the that podcast yeah ruminations from the red room is my buddy's podcast uh special star wars episode uh, I posted it in the podcast channel on the Tag Discord. It should be there. If you can't find it, ping me and I'll send you the link. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll like it. If you're not a Star Wars fan, you probably won't enjoy it. <laughs> um, you can find me at theadultgamer.com under Hoptimus Joestar currently and Xbox Live Hoptimus Maximus with a 1 in the Maximus. What about you, Goo? Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm glad we got to visit tonight and Dude, uh, finally. Could, yeah, We yeah. tried to get you on here for like a year or something. <clears throat> I know you guys have asked, and, and I don't think I ever said no, did I? <laughs> no, you never have. It's just it's time. Scheduling, I think. Yeah, yeah it's probably. Kids, something like that. Whatever excuse oh, I used right. at the time. And you're not on council anymore. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> That's right. I can't be lynched anymore. Oh, wait. Or there can I? Um, but I hope you guys, you know, anybody out there, look me up. Primordial Goo will play some PUBG or anything else you can entice me with perhaps now are those O's at the end of goo those are zeros though. those are zeros that's right Uh, Xbox Live would not allow me to say goo it told me I was (laughs) using foul language wow so I showed that device that is is the most like asinine thing I've heard (laughs) it's grown on me though I like the zeros now I forget half the time when I'm trying to tag you something, I'm trying to type G-O-O, and I'm like, damn it, why can't I find Goo? <laughs> but uh, anyways, thanks for joining us, Goo. Glad to have you. Uh, we'll get you back on sometime, and we can chat some more about video games. This is the Tagcast for Cinco de Mayo, and I hope you had a good one, guys. Take it easy. Later.